0: Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Smallhand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there. Welcome back to AF Fireside. As always, I'm excited to be joined uh, by a special guest today. Uh, This one, truly one of my favorite brands that I talked to in 2021. I can tell you exactly where I was, exactly what I was wearing and and the weather and all that. Happy to have back uh, Jed Rose from Topo Designs to talk to us about all things Topo in 2022. Jed, welcome back to the podcast, man.
1: Thanks, man, for having me. It's, uh, it's good to be back and uh, looking forward to uh, talking through what's uh, been uh, happening for the past year or so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels like... I feel five years older from the last time <laughs> <Absolutely>. we spoke. <laughs> uh, maybe not five years older, five years wider, but I've, I've aged <laughs> physically right, and right, emotionally right. have aged. At least emotionally years. aged, you know? Yeah. For, yeah. I have physically, stairs are getting harder, but <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Cool, man. Well, Topo has been on my radar. Uh, got, keep you guys in the top of the inbox all the time, top of socials. Uh, so I feel like I have a pretty good handle on what's been going on, but from, from your perspective, from where you're sitting, what's, what's new since we last spoke in quarter two of 2021?
1: Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, luckily it seems like people were able to, you know, people are pretty adaptable, which, which is great. And I think, um, surprisingly to me that the world, um, kind of came to the spot where, um, people were just, you know, really trying to figure out how to navigate it. And I think, navigated it fairly well last year, even though it was, yeah. it was tough, um, they were able to find, you know, a little bit of semblance of, of normalcy out there. So from a business perspective, um, it was uh, a great year for us. Um, we were able to, I think, take a lot of learnings from 2020 and, and really implement them um, through 21 and I think just be a lot smarter as a, as a company, which is great. And, and also as a brand, I think brands mm-hmm. grew up a lot um, yeah. in 2020. And, um, you know, unfortunately I think a lot of them weren't able to make it just because of the complexities of, Of the world um, that were like really outside of their control Um, but the ones that did make it i think you were sort of forced to be a, a much more mature um kind of healthier um company as well as brand coming out of it so i think that's where that's where we landed and and fortunately um i think we you know were able to to take a lot of those learnings and implement them um throughout the year and it's you know for us being a product company we're um, always operating like pretty far in the future, 18 months, two years in the future. And, um, I think a lot of that stuff, um, will affect us even, you know, more moving forward, the things that we've learned, but, you know, a lot of the short-term brand things and, um, anything that we, we were able to affect, um, in the past year we did. So, so that was great. Yeah. So it's been a good year and, um, you know, our, I think our customer base was awesome to stick with us through this whole time and, and be super supportive and we've learned a lot, from them, um, to just our interaction through whether it's, um, you know, customer service or on social, um, was, was really beneficial to, um, kind of go through that. And I think customers were, um, overall empathetic as well as kind of like, didn't pull any punches sure. <laughs> over the past uh, couple of years, which I sure. think Actually, was was pretty healthy to be able to have some of those conversations um directly with people too so that uh, that really helped us as a brand as well um so um i think overall is is actually pretty positive even though um you know we're still on a pretty tough pace uh yeah as a world in general, so
0: for sure i mean and this is like a sentiment that's been shared throughout this series here it's like uh this is just how it is now <laughs> it's just, right. this is just, right. the, exactly. Just, exactly. just the world that we live in. Uh, but with right. that in mind, so you mentioned planning a year to two years out in advance. Are you feeling now as we approach the, the two year mark since we really felt a major shift uh, in the way that we live our day-to-day lives? Are you feeling like things are getting back to a normal for you? You know, this new normal that we've coined in terms of like that, that pacing, are we kind of back on track?
1: I think a bit I think it's it's really actually the the new normal is is in place now mm-hmm. right okay. and I think that was always kind of um a a notion that people were playing around with when we were in a spot where we really didn't know what was going to happen but I think you know, workplaces have really entered a, a new normal. Um, mm-hmm. the, as much as people thought they were going to fully come back just exactly the same as they were, and that's not really, um, you know, transpired to be totally true. Um, it's it's more normal, but it's really definitely a new normal. And I think the same way with, um, you know, customer behavior, as well as what people are doing, they're you know, they're doing more of the stuff that they did before, but I think a lot of the um, habits they were able to develop in a good way um, mm-hmm. and new interests that they took on um, during the, the big change with the pandemic um, have really kind of stuck with them as well too. So I think that there are, you know, from our perspective, like products that are working, that work then, um, are still kind of working now and people are Mm -hmm. sort of adapting to that. And I think the more that people can adapt to that bit of um, the hybrid that will be our new life um, and feel less like this hybrid thing moving forward, I I think the better. So Yeah. um, yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely, Still very different than it was before, but there's more of the the old life that's that's um, a, an ever present part of, of yeah new life right now, which is good. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I think that's an interesting point. I mean, we're we're probably going to enter, you know, then you look at pan, let's look even pandemics as a whole in the past. It's it's not a two year thing. It's, we've got a while to go. Right. It is still a part of our world, and. Maybe we've been through the major the major change, and and now in the next couple of years we're going to see what changes were. Did we think were temporary and aren't temporary? They're just the way that it is now. Yep. Temporary changes that went away. Uh, but one thing that you mentioned earlier uh, that I thought was uh, an astute observation, especially from a brand brand perspective, is that brands have had to grow up a lot, and to be a brand in twenty twenty two is in a lot of ways different than it was to be in. In 2018 or 2019. Um, Can you speak a little bit to to what you think like the the barometer reads now in terms of what it takes to be a brand?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, like I was talking about is like listening to your consumer base, I think Mm -hmm. has been such a huge change um, in the past couple of years. And it's, it's not that people didn't do that before, before, but I think um, it was more from a you know, a, a customer service perspective of like sure, shipping sure. times and, um, hey, I need a response on this kind of thing. And I want you to be um, there for me when I have a need um, with an order or something mm-hmm. like that. Now it's more like, hey, I I have some really legit input into your brand that I want you to listen to. And I think mm-hmm. that's where it's like really ratcheted it up a couple steps um, where people have been um, you know, I think I think in a good way, kind of talking to brands that they care about um, and, you know, like approaching it from a relationship standpoint rather mm-hmm. than just a customer service standpoint that um, helps both the brand as well as the consumer feel like they're in that relationship together. Because, you know, I think at, in the best way um, brands and consumers do have this like really tight relationship, right? Like that's what you want to build with people. And that's what I think people really get into with brands is feeling like, oh man, like you, you've been a part of my life for a really long time and not, not in a, a super important way. Right. But sure. But maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's where, um, I've seen that interaction like really play out and you could, I mean, man, especially like during the pandemic, you could see it play out in real time um, on social all in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like every week there was some sort of issue that brands were working through with their um, consumer base and whether that was a bigger um, you know, like national issue, like black lives matter or something like that, or it was like a specific issue around the brand. People were just, really highly engaged at that time and maybe it was exactly they, um, they had more time. But um, I think that really, really fundamentally changed the way that people interact with brands and their expectations around brands. Totally.
0: And I think, like you said, a uh, huge amount of social unrest in 2020. Absolutely. Uh, and that continues on today that yep. is the obvious forerunner that you would think of when it comes right. to a discourse or discussion between consumer and brand. But that's not it, that that's a, a percentage of the conversations that were being had. It's just a, a total tidal shift in the way that we think and interact with each other. And I think that's indicative of like it's it's not opposites. It's it's really same team against everybody else. You know, it's like we having this healthy ecosystem of brands and consumers is the greatest chance that we have against a world run by robots. absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes down to it. Um, But you guys have worked really hard over the time that Topo has been around to build infrastructure and to build resources and have a team that's able to address that change head on. Um, Not to say it isn't challenging. I'm sure you're dealing with a ton of challenges. I think about the people that are, you know, one man armies, you know, one person pouring candles in their basement. Do you have any advice from where you're sitting? Uh, in terms of how a smaller brand or smaller maker could address the this change in the way that consumers are communicating with brands?
1: Yeah, it, man, it's it's a tough one, for sure, because I think you have to, um, you know, if, if you are just an individual dealing with, I mean, everybody's an individual, right? Like, Right. Sarah, who runs our social, is an individual and she has her own personal beliefs and, um, totally. you know, is, is kind of has to do the brand thing as well as the personal thing. And she does a very mm-hmm. good job of that. And I think, I think very often consumers actually really want to hear that you are a person. And as soon as yeah. you can personalize that interaction with them, I think, I think that changes the conversation too. I sure. think the digital world allows people so often to have that um, you know that that block of anonymity in front of them that they feel like they can treat anyone on the back end of that however they want and then they don't have mm-hmm. to deal with it as a person right so I think right. as a brand um, being able to deal with people on that personal level and especially as a you know an individual running a brand as a as a very small um, you know like one man team being able to talk to them on a very personal level is is a very good thing to do because they, they understand like how important it is to you, how directly connected they are to the source mm-hmm. um, and how much I think their input is going to um, matter to that brand too. So mm-hmm. I think like just being very honest about it, not, you know, cause like when we were, starting out, we would try to make ourselves look bigger all the time because that was True. just sort of the way it was at that point. you yeah. don't want people to, you know, call you out for being, a, you know, a little, little tiny brand. But, um, I think being bigger sometimes is, is definitely, and not that we're giant now or anything, but it's, um, I think that's where people feel like, um they lose that personal connection. So I think that's yeah. one of the biggest advantages you have of of being a um a really really small company is being able to just interact with people on that level. And you know, hopefully with that interaction, you'll be able to develop some super fans cuz they're like, "Oh man, I I talked to the guy in charge here and yeah. he was really cool to me and like really helpful and I talked to him about all the stuff I nerd out about with all my other friends that I know, he's into too. So I think you can reassure people um, that way as well, and hopefully just make really good connections. Uh, as For a sure,
0: I bet there's there's someone out there doing a dissertation on that, like the <laughs> phenomenon in history where we had automation in terms of customer service go so far and all of us big and small at the same time have seen to like cartoon hit the brakes at the same time. Like we've gone too far. Like it, there has that, to be, like, there yeah. has to be humanity behind it. Even if the reality is it, it isn't, there isn't humanity behind it. Right. You know, it's <laughs> right, it's, right, right. It's just crates and robots, but <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. I think that's, yeah. that's really great advice. Um, hard of course, to balance all that when you've got a million things going on, whether you are a big brand a appear appearing big brand or uh or a small brand it's just fine finding the time in the day but i think you're right it's we're we're all we're all stronger with that with it for sure yep Yep. cool well what have you got going on in 2022 that everyone at topo was excited about
1: um you know i think uh right now the the really exciting part is, is being able to kind of like we were talking about, like take advantage of the knowledge that we've gained, um, you know, over the past uh, 13 years or so that we've been around and um, even like really specifically within the past, you know, pandemic phase yeah. and look at what's really core to what Topo is and and what we've been doing um, for pretty much our entire lifespan and just really lean into that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I think very often, you know, as a company and as a brand, you're always trying to like keep up with trend, do what's new, um, you know, like look at what's in the future, all of that stuff. And, And I think we'll continue to do that. But I think we've also had this really nice, Um, bit of reflection as a brand in terms of what our, you know, just really what's at our core. And so Mm -hmm. really leaning into this idea of, um, you know, being this new outdoor brand and, um, you know, trying to get people into the outdoor space that um, may have felt really kind of excluded from it or Mm -hmm. just don't know how to do it or... Um, you know, have, have thought about it, but it seems like it's for other people and they can't really see themselves in the space. Um, so we're really going to start talking more about this idea of the new outdoor and, um, what that means, not only for Topo, but I think what the opportunity, um, is in the space and do a lot of, um, content around that, as well as kind of show, you know, how our, how we feel like our products work really well in that space. And, um, I think what's cool about it is it's sort of been our mission from day one too um and so i think we can you know lean on some of the stuff we have done in the past as well as look at new opportunities for the future and i think like we're talking about too i'm most excited about really getting that customer engagement too Mm -hmm. um and really help kind of you know educate them on the stuff that we think is is really um cool and um you know an opportunity in the outdoor space as well as like learn for them like what they want to learn about what how can we show them um as a part of the space if they're not a part of the space or if they have been a part of it for a while, how can we, um, you know, kind of help people rethink what the outdoors means to them. Um, but mostly just like really try to
0: integrate the people,
1: um, or integrate the outdoors into people's lives as much as possible and and kind of break down those barriers a bit uh, of getting people into it.
0: Yeah. I, I will say in, in seeing, uh, the campaigns that focus around the new outdoor that you guys have put out already, um, I'm every time I'm, I'm impressed with the people that you find to help tell that story and how different everyone is and not in the way that like a nineties textbook, there's someone that looks like every kind of demographic, right. <laughs> So it checks the box, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not that, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't you Absolutely. <laughs> with Absolutely. the text, the textbook, yeah. it's not that it's really, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it gives uh, an obvious hair of, of inclusivity. Um, in a way where that's just like that's just the way that it is and and right. i don't see other people that are hitting hitting the nail at that angle and that so can you talk a little bit more about what what the new outdoor means in terms of how, what you're doing for like with education to bring people up to speed to this concept
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a big part of it is exactly what you're talking about. We've we've become friends with a lot of people in the outdoor space that really just have their own take on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's really inspirational to me. So all of our ambassadors that we work with, as well as, um, you know, the the friends that we've met over the years um, that I think are able to look at the space, be very, very capable of what they're doing, um, but also have like their, their own personal style. And um, I think are able to be okay with not only um, the fact that they may look different or, you know, kind of participate in a different way, but like really lean into it too. as like, Hey, this is what's going to move this space forward. And this is what's going to add interest and, and complexity to it in a way that um, if everybody's just doing the same thing and, and looks the same and, and has the same approach to it, um, it becomes, you know, pretty uninteresting and, and fairly stale and it's just sort of like a, you know, trying to one up each other all the time too. So I think mostly it's, it's that idea that, we'll be able to not only show these awesome people they're doing their own thing in this space but like literally have content that's like hey if you want to get into fly fishing or if you want to get into gravel bike riding or if you want to get into um bouldering right like these are really easy ways to do it so Mm -hmm. leverage all the connections that we have um in the space and um just approach it from less of like hey you can only get in if you're an expert um, back down to the level of like, Hey, we, we know experts and very often we are experts and we want to, we want to show you guys how cool it is to do this thing, but not only from that upper tier um, sure. perspective. So I think we want to show people that as well, because that's, I think that's yeah. really inspirational to get people in there, but also like bring it to a level of like, Hey, you can strip away a lot of the things that you thought you had to have with this. And Mm -hmm. here are the core set of um, requirements that you need and just get into it and start trying it. And then you'll, you'll get better at it right away. You know?
0: Sure. So it's, it's not exclusively about the giant wave that you surf or the giant cliff that you climb up. It's uh, it encompasses all of that, man. And that's like an entry point from every angle is, really the best way to be inclusive and you guys, you guys are nailing it. Very cool. Are there yeah. products that are going along with that message or is this more of kind of an ethos campaign?
1: What, the way we've always pr- approached product at Topo is is from a very utilitarian standpoint anyway. So what mm-hmm. we want to build um, I think is very conducive to this and what we have built in the past um, and have currently is, is, um, I think a a big part of how we approach this campaign too. Um, so from our perspective, we're really building like basic ingredients for people Mm -hmm. and they're able to take and kind of mold that into the kit that they want. So it's more of that, you know, kind of us showing that we have the grocery store, here's how you take the ingredients and make the the meal at the end of the day. So I think it's a, it's a big sort of merchandising exercise that we do with people to show them like, Hey, you can pick these four pieces from Topo and it's going to do, um, exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that'll be part of the content too, is like, we'll go out, um, have people, you know, riding gravel in all Topo and kind of show the kit that they're using, um, and just show how capable it is to, to do the things that they want. And maybe in a way that, if you're just cruising through the site, you wouldn't necessarily have picked those kits by yourself, but sure. um, we'll kind of show you like what works great for for specific activities within the Topo lineup. And then, yeah, we, I mean, we have some new stuff coming out that will be um, specifically related to that too, but I think what we have right now is, is great for it too, which is awesome.
0: Dope. So you guys are removing that phenomenon where you walk into the sporting goods store and like the super buff dude with his protein drink <laughs> isn't making you feel like a piece of crap for not knowing how to do X, Y, or Z. Right, yes, okay. please. Okay, all that's right. Because
1: that's still like, that's that's honestly, that's, I've, I've been, you know, in, in that, like whatever, in the outdoor sure. space for my entire life. And that still stresses me out. Like I go into the fly yeah. shop, and I've been fly fishing since I was three, and the mm-hmm. guys still kind of make me feel like crap because I don't know enough about whatever specific thing he knows about, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be in that space. I sure. want to go in and like, talk to the guys at the fly shop that are like, "Hey, you know, you just did you get out?" And I'm like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. awesome. Let's talk about that. Let's not let's not talk about you know like what. I'm not measuring up to within your, you know, expectations of the sport. So that's, that's, that's our goal for sure is to be that guy that knows everything that can help people, but also is just super pumped that they want to learn about it and get into it and, um, you know, be glad that we can, we can help them do that.
0: Totally. So big emphasis on, on the outdoors in the months to come. Uh, but I'm going to assume that since there's always that utilitarian aspect to it, that that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't detract from the effort to bring in the lifestyle people that I, I do not like to hike. I do not like to fish. <laughs> I do not like to do those things, but I like my topo bag. I like my topo shirt. Uh, Absolutely. Those things. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, a, I mean, a cool balance there.
1: Absolutely. And that, that's always been, it's such a big part of what we do too, is like, we're, we're definitely rooted in the outdoor space and, um, you know, that's where we kind of draw our inspiration and, um, see ourselves fit. But I think what's great about it and that's, you know, that's a part of like the new outdoor piece mm-hmm. for us too, is it's not this exclusively outdoor thing. It incorporates the rest of life into it. Sure. You know? And I think that's where people actually, um, tend to, probably be a little more open to the idea too if we're not like hey you can only be outdoors and end of story right sure. like the rest of your life doesn't matter you should shoot for just being outdoor all the time because they're like honestly it's just not feasible for the vast majority of us who have jobs and sure. have to, you know live in a city and um do the things that um seem to be you know a part of normal life so yeah a big part of it you know we, we will still have a lot of um, you know, focus on travel and just being uh, involved in, um, you know, that, that kind of like, whether it's daily travel to and from work or global travel, um, it's, that's still a huge part of, of what we do. And I think the, the big section of Topo that, um, is our primary focus is that spot in between being outdoor and, travel and life yeah. and, um, you know, keeping it all together. So I think that's, um, I, I love that part of, about it. And I love the fact that it's not either one or the other. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we always try to do things that we think look great. Um, yeah, well, we're not outdoors too, because that's always been a part of who we are, right? Like we did not take out our outdoor kit and then put that away and then put on our, our life right out away. So, um, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, we're there for you man, all the time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I. So I got my first, first piece of Topo apparel was a, a work shirt that I got as a hand-me-down from a friend of mine who okay. lost, some, right. lost some weight and now it <laughs> fits me. Um, but it's not, I mean, it's like, obviously built it's built for things that I'm not doing in it, true, <laughs> but it's true, also true. built for what I'm doing in it, which is just a day to day, but it doesn't look like the equivalent of me wearing uh yoga pants or gym shorts to the grocery store. You know, exactly. it's like athletic wear or true, you know, uh a hundred percent outdoor wear. That's not me. that's not me. You know, but right. topo shirt, but blends in with it. so a little some more topo topo apparel is on my list for 20. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool man. Well, uh will you remind us the best place to keep in touch with the brand uh for folks that that want to follow along and watch everything come to fruition.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just uh, topodesigns.com, and you can hit us up on social too.
0: Easy, love it, awesome. Uh-huh. Well, uh, we'll have to do this again next year, and I know absolutely we have a bunch of it. AF events coming up in Denver this year, so so maybe we'll participate one yeah, of those as well. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, thanks, man. Great to catch okay. up with you as always, and talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great to talk to you right. as
0: well. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jed. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.